Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to this podcast with Pastor Mubarakota. Mubarakota is the founder and leader of Christ Love World Outreach, a global evangelical ministry that is impacting the lives of many worldwide. Mubarak, an anointed teacher of the word, teaches the good news that has the power to heal the brokenhearted, free the captives, and change lives. Stay connected as you receive God's inspired word. Now, today's message. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord has been good and gracious to Christ lovers. Amen. Therefore, we want to tell the world of the goodness of the Lord. At this point, we want to give our testimonies. Hallelujah. Very briefly, please would like to invite our mommy. Mommy, Lade, please come and share your testimony with us. Hallelujah. Oh, let's show her some love. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Ebia Okay. Somebody celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. What our mommy is saying is she's very thankful to God and to the prophets of the house that she had a missing child, so she she couldn't find her child. So when she came, she came to speak with papa and papa helped there with some prayers and thanks be to god her child is around now hallelujah amen we thank god so much mommy for the life of your child amen we have some documented testimonies here hallelujah yes you should be excited your testimony is coming from dickiness leticia wow she says that i want to thank god for keeping and protecting me all through my life Close to a month ago, I was very ill. I couldn't eat nor sleep. I became very weak, felt pains all over my body, especially in my chest. And as each day passed, I grew pale. I was later admitted at the hospital and diagnosed with a respiratory infection. One Sunday after I left the hospital, Papa prayed for me and I believed I was healed. People of God, that was the end of the infection. I didn't feel the pain in my chest anymore. I was totally healed of the infection. And I want to thank God for that. I also thank God for the life of the prophet. To God be all the glory. Hallelujah. Dikinesitisha, we can see you are very well. Hallelujah. We thank God for your life. Amen. Secondly, we have a testimony from Shepherd Ima. He says that, hallelujah, somebody celebrate the Lord. Hallelujah. I received miracle money through the book and declarations of our prophets. Hallelujah. I read the book of our prophets, Believing God for Money. And after our love talk last Sunday, Papa made a declaration that we will receive miracle money. I was privileged to be around him at the moment and I believed the word. During the week, I received an amount of 385 Ghana CDs from an unknown person. Up until now, I don't know who sends the money into my account. This can only be the manifestation of the prophetic declaration. I want to bless God for his goodness and also for the life of our prophet. To God be all the glory. Father, take all the glory. Hallelujah. Um, please, we have another testimony by Brother Peter. Please, let's welcome with a round of applause. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I just want to use this one minute to thank God for this special testimony. We have not buried anyone in this church the entirety of this year. And we shouldn't take it lightly. 
it is because the presence of God has kept us and has sustained us. That is why we are counted among the living today. So I stand here on behalf of the church as well to say thank you, Lord, for keeping each and everyone safe. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Brother Peter. We thank God so much for these powerful testimonies. Let us know what the Lord has done for you. The Lord has done a lot for each and every one of us. Let us know. Send us a message. Send us an email telling the world of the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. The word is working. If you believe it, it will work for you. Hallelujah. testimonies you know the testimony mommy shared was very powerful because i was driving with aben shepherd aben and he said it wasn't me she actually spoke to it was shepherd aben she spoke to so <laughs> she spoke to shepherd aben and said my daughter has run away and is following someone and we've been trying to call her she doesn't come home We've been doing everything. She won't come home. So she spoke to Shepard Eben. Shepard Eben came to talk to me. I said, Papa, this is a problem. But you know, sometimes when people are talking, my mind is on different things. So when he spoke to me, all I said was pray, pray, just pray about it. So he later came to tell me that he prayed for her and had a dream. And in the dream, what happened? You saw a scripture. And what was the scripture? good and you let so he had a dream and the, the, the angel of the lord gave him a scripture saying that he will smile whoever is holding the the firstborn and after that so like the bible says, i'll smile egypt so you let your firstborn go so he woke up and said okay let me pray with the scripture prayed that whoever is holding the woman's daughter should be smitten and the woman's daughter came home yeah <laughs> hallelujah and that's a big testimony because apparently they've been calling her for several months or whatever and she's not coming it's a big big miracle yeah you should notice miracles you know and that on the day angelic provoking angelic uh assistant someone prayed here and the sick father in the house got a dream and he was going to be sentenced and the man appeared in the dream and said please have mercy on me and he said when he had he knew the angel of the lord had intervened yeah so don't take for granted whatever we are doing here and today we are going to believe god for favor in especially in the area of finance so today's favor is specialized favor amen and it's going to be financial favor you know sunday when was it sunday we're here for a long time we left here around 11 p.m. or so. Yeah. So I was standing with the guys and I just spoke. I think Brahma. I just said, receive mobile money. And apparently some 350 cities or said 300 cities. It's a blessing. You will have your mobile money alert. Maybe, maybe to some people it's not a big deal, but to us it's a big deal. Even 10 cities is a big deal. Hey. One time, eh, Mr. Wood and I, we went to, where did we go to? Sege also. And I wanted to drink water. Ha! We had mobile money, everything, but we didn't have, no, it wasn't Sege. It was somewhere around Accra, I've forgotten. I was thirsty. I was looking for just one CD or the 50 pesos to buy what? No, one CD to buy. We're in the traffic, no water. And at a point, I told Mr. Wood, I'm going to call this woman and beg her to give me water. Let's get home. Yes, because one city, you think one city, I'm just trying to show that one city is money. Yes. I was so thirsty. Hallelujah. So we is a big deal. Even if God gives us 10 cities momo. We love it. And once we love it, he will send more. Amen. Amen. All right. Knowing how God leads. You know, we've been looking at this subject since two weeks ago. 
And um, I believe that it's one of the most important things as a Christian because you cannot serve a God you cannot hear. So when you say, I serve God, what, how does God communicate back? And when he communicates back, are you able to hear what he says? Amen. Who would ever want to have a husband or a boyfriend who can talk? I mean, we don't wish for it. All right. But you have a boyfriend, he can't say, I love you. Or you have your husband can't say, I love you. Not because he doesn't want to say it, because he can't talk. Huh? Yeah, but I, I heard one time I had a guy, he, he's mute. I hear he loves girls. So I was wondering how he communicates with the ladies. Like, <laughs> hey, people are wild. Though. Did I tell you of the story of the blind man who a man of God was preaching in? It was, so when the blind man came and he said, what do you want? Normally when you see a blind man, what would he say? He said he wants to marry. You think he wants to see, but he doesn't think he wants a wife. Yeah, so people are wild. God leads his children. Amen. God leads us. So don't allow any other thing to lead you. In Deuteronomy 32 verse 10. Verses. Okay. 32.10, sorry. Look at this scripture. He said, he found him in a desert land and in the waste Harlem wilderness. He led him about. He instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. 11. And as an eagle stared up her nest, fluttered over her young, spreaded abroad her wings, taketh them, buried them on her wings. 12. So the Lord alone did lead him and there was no struggle. There was no strange God with him. So he's talking about Jacob. He said, so the Lord alone, the Lord who alone did lead him. Only God. So only God led Jacob. Only what? God. Some of us, so many things are leading us. All right. So the Lord alone did lead him. And there was no strange God. Amen. So, God is able to lead you and I. But how does he lead us? Hmm? Isaiah 8, 19 says, And when they shall say unto you, Seek unto them that have familiar spirits, and unto wizards that peep, and that matter, should not a people seek unto their God. One time, a friend of mine came and said, you know what? My, my mom died and they said we should go and see, ask questions about how uh, she died. So they have this thing called necromancy. You'll go to the, the soothsayer and they'll do something and the spirit of the dead person will come and the dead person will tell you this person killed them. And people, today modern Ghana, people do it. Yeah. And some there were there were even times where pastors, <laughs> some pastors were doing it, but it's not biblical. All right. Saul did that and it wasn't it ended him his life. So he's saying that should you seek a juju man, should you seek uh, a malam? No. He said. Should not a people seek unto their God? Give me amplified. Quickly. Should they consult the dead on behalf of the living? No, you don't consult the people. Sometimes you hear people say, uh, when they say, maybe your dad is late. My, when my dad got late, someone say, your dad will be protecting you. I'm like, if my dad was strong, will he die? No, let's be serious. If he was strong, would he have died? So if he died, then it means he's not that strong. Hmm? Yeah. Only God has the power to protect. Your dad's angel will cover you when you sleep. Oh, please, I beg. There are things we say just to ha make us happy. 
and perhaps attract demons. <laughs> well, you are going to sleep and you are expecting your dad's spirit to come and protect you. Then it means you have a nightmare. Or your boyfriend's spirit to protect you. Oh, they should lash you. Not even your husband, your boyfriend. Forgive. So he says that King James Isaiah 8, 19 King James And when they shall say unto you Seek unto them that have familiar spirits Don't go Someone says let's go and consult When we're in school someone's Calculator gets missing They say let's go to Amaria Santa I don't know if you remember There used to be a woman at the Bushke there that woman, we all knew she used juju to do her food. Because we're going to eat the food and we say, we won't eat this food again. But before break, we will be there. And she was the same person that if your phone gets missing, you go and consult. We used to call her Agbala. Actually, I don't even know what was wrong with what she put in the bank. Because the bank cooker, it didn't have, I think the bank, they, they used to uh, condo and cassava. I think her own didn't even have cassava though. It was just there. She has duty to do some funny way, but we'll go and eat. Hey, powerful banco. Hallelujah. But don't go to Agbala. Yeah. You see, maybe now, eh, when I preach, you don't understand. But you see, along the line, life can be very complicated. Issues of childbirth, issues of marital distress. Now you are not married. You don't understand many things. So when you say, you say oh. but you see, when you've been around for a while, maybe the husband is not coming. Some of your friends say, Oh, I have this pastor somewhere. A pastor, but when you go, you say, Bring a cow and bring the bed, the bed's eye. <laughs> then he'll tell you that, you know, you can't get bed's eye, so give me the money and I'll buy it for you. Don't be used to consulting these things. You say, Let's, there's, oh, he's a pastor. He said, When you go, you, you have a Bible. With the cross. Then you have Momon's book. The Bible is just to deceive you. But it's not from God. Along the line, you see, I'm telling you, let God alone lead you. Today you say, oh, pastor, oh, you know me, I'm a Christian. But when the hardships of life come, troubles come, and it's like, you've done everything you need, you know to do. Then a friend, there's always a friend. I know a man. <laughs> oh, this person, when she couldn't give birth, it was him. Give her tri- triplets. Then you go and get one lady followed a man like that. Uh, then they did the transaction, everything. Then they go to a place. The man said, I have to bath you in this river. But she's desperate. Yeah, you don't know what desperation can make people do. She's desperate for a child. Then she gets to the place. The man of God finished batting her and say, now I have to give you holy milk. Holy milk. God forbid. Let God alone lead you. Holy milk. Condensed milk. (laughs) I said, close your eyes, let me give you holy milk. How, How do you mean what do you? By this time, You've gone to, you can't come back. You're already naked in front of this OD. <laughs> and before you realize, child of God, huh? you are doing this unholy thing. Let God alone lead you. Don't let problems. Keep this all. In the day of trouble, don't say, shortcuts are easy, but they are not enduring. When we all come against challenges. But when you come against a challenge, stand and face it. If you find a shortcut, it will come again. A Christian, when you, come, you are sick, you have some childbirth issues, marriage, stand on your knees and pray. Don't go to somewhere, they give you some concoction and say, this was the herbs that Moses mixed. And it's, you know, then you tell you, now the pastors they don't preach well, but the Bible uses herbs and spirituality, so it makes the herb is a herbal and spiritual center. Hey, New Testament, we don't do herbs. 
We are not herbalists. We are ministers of the gospel. The gospel is free of herbs. Ah. Seek only God. So now when you begin to see God, how would you know when God speaks? Because that's also a great frustration to a lot of people. Many people here, you don't know when God speaks. So sometimes when I tell people, pray, pray, when I think I'm quick to ask them, when God speaks, will you know? Because after, after some time, it was, there was a time and I thought it was so normal for people to hear from God. Alright? But later I realized that many people don't know the voice of God. When God speaks, many people will not even know God is speaking. Most of the time, they will just be like, Bibi Kachere, and they will even pay attention. Okay? How will God speak? So last week I told you, God speaks through his word. Now, someone had a challenge. Slept and got a scripture. Woke up and prayed with the scripture. I have had scriptures many times. I have had scriptures many times. Just even now here I had a scripture. Every scripture is from God. He breathes on it. So when you are reading your Bible, you must be eyes open, spirit open, ears open to hear. When was it? The other day I was I was, I was jogging and I was listening to my audio Bible and I heard a scripture. There was a king in Israel. I think his name was Ahaz. And he got sick. And the Bible says, Ahaz got sick, but he did not consult the prophet. He only depended on physicians, and so he died. And it struck me. It's like, so it means that if you're sick, it's, it's not bad to go to the hospital, but it's also very important that you cross-check with God. Yeah. Somebody was had a pain in the breast, was thinking to go to the clinic Monday, Met a prophet Saturday. The prophet said, if you had gone, they would have told you it's cancer and that would have been it. They would have cut your breast. Because once the diagnosis is made, it's been decreed. The same way that a, pastor, a man of God can speak into your life and say, it is done. That's the same way when the, the, the doctor diagnoses it, it is also what? Yeah. So, how does God speak? He said, he speaks through his word. And this week we are saying, the second way that God speaks is by the Holy Ghost. Actually, but do you know the Holy Ghost? Mm. Holy Ghost. Say Holy Ghost. Speak to me. Holy Ghost. Speak to me. Psalm 32, verse 8. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. I will what? Instruct thee and teach thee. It means the Spirit of God can instruct you. It means he can teach you. Think about it. I've never been to Bible school. Never had any formal training whatsoever. Nobody taught me how to preach. Nobody taught me how to prepare notes. Nobody taught me how to start a church. Nobody except who? The Holy Ghost. He said, start a church. I said, how? He said, go to Ligon. I said, where? He said, that's the bench. Start. I started. As I'm there, I meet challenges. Then I go, I say, what do we do? Then he says, set up departments. Then I meet challenges. Then I say, what to do? He's the one teaching. No textbook. One time, someone, we had started crusades long ago. Even started seeing miracles. Then my spiritual father said, I've seen a book by a great man of God. I think you should read it. Then I bought it. When I read the book, I realized I had been doing all the things that the book was saying. Without having read before. I, I, had the, I knew that before you go to do a crusade, you have to meet the council of elders. The, church, the churches collaborate with them. I knew all those things by the spirit. He's able to teach you. Now, this is my line of work. The Spirit of God is able to teach you in your line of work also. You are selling. Maybe you have just a tabletop business. He's able to teach you from tabletop business to supermarkets. I will instruct thee. 
Tell you, sell this. Sell that. Hallelujah. Say, Holy Spirit, I love to hear your voice. Mm. Acts 16, verse 7. Acts 16, After they were come to Mysia, they assayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. Hallelujah. They assayed. Give me amplified. And when they had come opposite to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not permit them. The Spirit spoke to them. As they were trying to go, the Holy Spirit said, don't go. As they were trying to go, the Holy Spirit said, what? Don't go. Verse 8. Quickly, please. So, passing by Misia, they went down to Troah. So, you see, the Spirit did not allow them to go. Now, how did the Spirit not allow them to go? By one, the inward witness. So the Holy Ghost speaks to what we call inward witness. Papa Kenneth again puts it this way. He said the green light and the red light. That is the primary basis that God speaks to all Christians. I didn't want to go. I felt like going. Something made me stop. Something said don't go. Something said sleep. Someone, the day September 11th happened. Someone said I was just going. And I just... Decided I won't go again. Someone says I was climbing. Someone says I was, I was just about to climb. And I said, something told me, get coffee. So when I got the coffee and came, the lift had gone. And some few seconds, I heard the thing had come down. Someone said I was supposed to be on that flight. But that morning, I woke up and I had a bed. And I just couldn't, I, I couldn't get on the flight. You must be sensitive when the Spirit of God is saying, go. When he says, don't go. Some people have died because they could not process that check. I'm going to sit in a bar. One time a woman, when a VIP, she was telling me, she said as a young girl, she was moving from her village to, I think, Kumasi or so. Then she got to the station. Then the, she was the last person, but just when she was about to enter the car, there was an old man there. So when she sat down, the old man began to rant. You, what, what, what? You... I came before you. Small girls, you don't respect. And then she said, something just moved her from her seat. She told her, get down. So she just got down. The woman sat down. By the time she sat in a new car, apparently even, I think she said, what happened was, because there were no cars during that time, she, she think she had to wait for the, another bus the next day or something. But just some few minutes later, she heard her home. The, all the people in the car are gone. Spirit of God can lead you. So next time, you see, because you speak in tongues, because you are in church, because you pray, when you are about to do something, someone says, stop. Mm. Stop. Somebody says, move on. Move on. The next time, you are walking in the neighborhood, mm, and a guy in a white bands, Hello, baby. Can I give you a ride? Then the spirit of God will say, move on. Don't talk to him. Move. Because that guy has HIV. And God is only saving you. Yeah. He said, one lady said, I don't know why I even could not say no to him the first day. Something just kept telling me no, no. And before she realized she was born one. Go. Don't go. Green light is a release in your spirit. Say go. Say what? Do you know how I'd have missed out that, that evening if I did not go to church? Something was almost towards the end of the, the, the Wednesday night God touched me. Something said, just go. Something said, if you don't go, you will Audrey will fight with you today. I said, okay, let me. I said, we're going green light. 
I got, I got touched by God. Some of you are something say, go to camp. Come for camp. Hey! Because maybe your life is going to turn in camp. They say, come to camp. Green light. You are waiting for my son, my son. God has stopped. It was Moses' days that he used to open the clouds and say, my son, my son. I'm trying to demystify the voice of God for you. It's as simple as what I'm teaching. It's not mysterious like you think. Sometimes when I stand here and I say, uh, I see a vision. It's not like that. It's not like my, uh, my eyes are open. It's an impression. It comes. And I, I act by faith. You get it? So they say, my son, my son. I have, de- been, I have determined to touch you in this year's camp. Don't be afraid to go. <laughs> That's I'm speaking. Something will just nudge you. It's a nudge. Just go. Just go. Some of you, a boy will propose to you. You'll be doing too no But something will say, just say yes. You won't say yes. Huh? Then you go and marry some raspy kololo guy. <laughs> then right now, you'll be, you'll be worrying us. Pastor, he slaps me like Azuma Nelson. He has not finished slapping you. He will punch you. Because when we were telling you, you didn't listen. Hmm. Hallelujah. So say green light. Red light. He said, we would have gone, but he permitted us not to. Some of you, sometimes you have this bed and you want to travel. Many times. One time, I wanted to go to Kumasi to do a camp. They've printed posters. They've pasted everything. Brother Peter, when I woke up, I just couldn't go out. Many times you've called me. Won't you go to the Kumasi? I'm not going again. I, just, I try to iron. I'm feeling restless. I take the iron. I'm ironing. Something says, I call. I, say, I, say, I, say, I can't come. Immediately I say I can't come. The thing lifts. It's God speaking to you. Say, don't go. Sometimes I they, they paid for the venue, everything. Hotel, everything. I said, Papa, you come in. I said, I'm sorry, I can't come. And me, I'm very sorry. When I'm about to travel, I say, I don't go. Oh. The, you see, there's a difference between fear and what I'm telling you. Fear is like your mind is still working down. It will work. But the one I'm talking about, it overwhelms you. Like, you are restless. You don't know. Some of you, 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 you've met a girl and you think you like that girl. But you, you, the thing is not working. Like, the thing is not working. Mm. Some of you met a lady you are proposing. But it's like, this lady is not God from God. You are feeling very restless. As you are pushing, the lady say, everybody around may be saying yes. Your mother is happy. Your grandmother is happy because the guy comes and sorts them all. 200, 200. They are all happy. The whole family is happy. But you see, deep down you, you are not okay. It's like something is just not right. Listen to that thing. It's the Holy Ghost. Because you will be the one to suffer. Oh, yes. I'm telling you. I had a friend. Very painful experience. He was always restless. He was in a relationship. Always restless, feeling this. And I kept telling him, brother, I think you should take a retreat. Go for a retreat. Hear what God has to say. God is drawing attention so that you don't make a mistake. But everybody around was like, this is beautiful. This is good. After a point, I said, you know what? If I keep continuing, my friend would think that I, I'm against him. So I just left him. Papa, papa, papa. The lady died. The lady died. The lady died. Listen to the inward witness. He puts it in you. A check. Like, this is right. This is, he said, we, we, when we had come opposite him, they tried to go into Bithynia. But the spirit of Jesus did not permit. There's a verse. He says, suffered them not to. Mm. So the next time you want to make a move. Marriage. School, relationship. Hey, check what is telling you. Sometimes everything around you says no, but there's a joy in you that says yes. Do it. When I wanted to start the church, everybody around me, one day the devil even spoke to me, you are disobedient. Don't you know the voice of the people is God, the voice of God? I said, Satan, you lie. Because everybody around me was against me. 
but the green light was all in me. He said, go, I'm with you. Go, I'm with you. And me, I've made some very wild decisions in my life. Oh. But I always depended on God. Hallelujah. So sometimes people think I'm stubborn because I hardly change my mind. It's because when I make up my mind, God is speaking to me. Amen. Number two. The Holy Spirit, he speaks to visions, dreams. Hmm? The Holy Spirit speaks to what? Visions and what? Dreams. Acts 10. Verses number nine. On the morrow, as they went on their journey and they drew now to the Peter went upon the house top to pray about the uh, ten. And he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance. This is like a vision. Huh? A vision. He saw a trance. Now, as I'm speaking to you, people will get the impartation to start having visions. Yeah. You know, one time I was going for a walk with one of the leaders, then he began to ask me questions about visions and those things. So I explained all those things. Then later he came to tell me, he said, after you spoke to me, those things you explained, they now I have those experiences. Because you mu- if you don't have eyesight, proper eyesight, the third eye, you not you make a lot of mistakes. Because it's not everything that our eyes see. Verse 11. Peter saw heaven open. Have you seen heaven open before? It's not like wait and see the heaven split. But you should be able to sleep. Someone slept and had a scripture. Yeah. Two days ago, I slept. And in my dream, a great prophet of God came. I went for a retreat, came back that night. A great prophet of God came and he plugged my, he's a prophet, and he plugged my right eye out. And he put, he said, I've changed your eyes. Look at this dream. Powerful dream. So I don't just see what you see. Yeah. Many times when I'm with my mother, I say, I see what you don't see. Because I see things. Ah, I see things. And I know many things. I may not be your pastor, the kind of pastor who come and call you out and say, hey, I see that somebody is cutting you with a knife. And, but I see things. Me, I like to advise with what I see. And I like to pray for you even without your knowledge. Someone come and say, this person, they said this person will die. I said, she won't die. I never even call the person to tell the person, hey, you will die or something. It's not necessary. The way you say that, the person will even become more scared. So me, I don't say... The only time I tell you something I've seen, but when you are stubborn, just to awaken your ears, they are stubborn people. So those people you call them and scare them. Hey, I see a coughing. God forbid. <laughs> but that's it, actually. But he fell in church and he saw a vessel. He saw a certain vessel descending unto him, as it had been great sheet knit at the four corners and let down the earth. Twelve. What? Wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. 13. And there came a voice and said, Peter, rise, kill and eat. 14. And Peter said, no. 15. And the voice spoke unto me again the second time. What God has cleansed. 16. This was done tried, and the vessel was received up again into him. 17. Look at it. Now, while Peter, when he woke up, while Peter doubted in himself what this vision was, which he had seen showed me. Behold, the men which were sent to Conan had made inquiry for Simon and stood before the gates. 18. And called and asked, which Simon Peter, Lord, 19. While Peter talked on the vision, the Spirit said, how did the Spirit? It's like an inward voice. Yeah. So we are coming to third one. 
the inward voice. It's like you hear a voice. It's clear. Very clear. Go. Very sharp. Don't go. Stop. Speak. Don't speak. Hallelujah. So number three is what? Inward voice. It comes from within. Acts 8.28. We return in a certain chariot and Isaiah the prophet. 29. Then the spirit said unto Philip, go near and join thyself to this chariot. So, Philip is moving. He's there. And as he's there, the Holy Spirit comes to me and says, go. Uh, sometimes people come to church. One time, a lady came to church and said, God, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I should buy a generator for Pastor Mubarak's church. And she said to herself, but Christ love doesn't need a generator. Like, I think they should already have one. So she doubted in herself. Really, really, really. Then when she came to church, I just thought that I said, oh, we want to buy a generator. So then she said, oh, Holy Spirit, I'm sorry. You see, many of the time when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, you say, it is my mind. It is my mind. Something told me. Bibi Katra me say, Holy Ghost is talking to you and saying, Bibi Katra me say, Bibi Katra me say, Bibi Katra me say, Something just told me. Something, no, it is God. It said, the Spirit said unto him, go near and join thyself to this child. So from today, as you are walking, the Holy Spirit will say, today, don't use this word. You hear it. It's not your mind. And the more you, the more you follow the Spirit, the more it becomes clearer. Yes. So if the Holy Spirit speaks and you don't listen, he you fill the class. You can't move on to the next class. Hallelujah. Number four. The mystery part. The mystery part. So mystery part is like, he doesn't, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't speak to you. He doesn't give you an inward witness. But he orchestrates your path mysteriously. So, I don't, I don't know what, what is the most mysterious thing. But so many things have happened to me that are very mysterious. Like, sometimes how I meet people. Do you get it? You say, ah, as you are driving now, something will just happen mysteriously. Something will just happen mysteriously. That is God. He shuts out all doors and makes only one door open. Our path is mysterious. Through some funny means we've met. Can you imagine how I met Alfred? I was just going on evangelism. I used the lanes and then I just saw this guy coming. I said, okay, let me just talk to this guy. I talked to him. You want to come to church tomorrow? He said, yes, okay. Four years ago, come to church. He came to church. Wasn't really happy, but he still came. The church under the tree. Then we flowed. Met his roommates. Wearing so nice. But we flew. One time I just, I went to visit Mr. Uda. When I went, I had heard of a cousin of his who was very stubborn. Ooh, very funny. He says he won't go to school. He was in infant second year. One day he just came home. He said he had stopped schooling. He wants to play soccer. He wants to be like my Kalesian. Always, Mr. Uda is always complaining about this boy. One time I saw him in the house with some wicked haircuts. Very quiet. And quiet people know they have become very funny. He won't talk. So, <laughs> as I kept, I kept hearing, uh, but I was in Kumasi. So one time I came home and I saw this guy lazily lying in the chair. This guy, so stubborn. One time his mom was talking to him. I told him, you are confusing me. Live my life for me. The mom said, me to have disowned you, go. At just 17 or 18 years old, the mom has vowed not to have anything to do with him. 
Then I just went there mysteriously. I said, hey, come. You, do you know what you are doing? You can cross the line and you never come back. Repent. I'm going. If you want to repent, call me. So when I left, it looks like what I said entered his ear. Then he called and said, Pastor, what you said is, I cannot, it's really haunting me. Please, I want to give my life to God. I said, are you sure? He said, yes. Okay, okay, I'm, I'll come back. When I came, I led him. So I said, do you speak into it? I said, no. Have you been baptized? I said, no. Okay. Look for a barrel. Stand up. Now he sees he's a shepherd. This boy, this is the one I'm talking about. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sit down. So mysteriously, our parts met. Yeah. Sometimes, you see, you are trying to do this business. It's not working. It's God who has shut it. So you are trying to open this door. It's no opening. Sometimes you are, you are in a relationship, you are forcing for it to where it's not working. You see, God shuts doors he does not want you to. The Holy Ghost, he will shut every door he doesn't want to work. Then he will only open the door that one must work. And sometimes when you see that door, it's not like a nice door, this is a bad, you see, you know that all your life, this is the only door. For instance, if dogs are chasing you, mm, and there are three, three doors here, three doors here, you came, the dogs are coming home. One, it doesn't open. Two, it doesn't open. Three, it doesn't open. Four, it doesn't open. Five, it doesn't open. Six. Then when you look, it's a door, but there's shit. Like, plenty shit. If you look at the shit and you look at the dog, will you go to the shit? Me, I will go. Hey! I will go and shut it. It's better to stay in shit than to, for, to have a dog biting. That's it. So sometimes when you see, like, nobody will enter a shit door, by the way. <laughs> and I refuse to enter one. But, you see, it's just... A way that God just leads you. Because beyond that shit is glory. Yeah, but the Holy Spirit, he leads you. You get it? Yeah. You rather enter shit than be bitten by a dog. Some dogs are not friendly. Did you see the video of the guy who was trying to steal, enter somebody's house, and the dog began to molest him? Bite, bite him. It wasn't easy for him. He thought he could play around with the dog. There were two chihuahuas, small, small dogs, and he gave it to him big time. Hallelujah. So now, how do you become sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit? How do you become sensitive? Because most of us, we are here, God speaks to us. We see some of us, when we dream, we can't remember our dreams. Oh! Is that when you say, hey, I dreamt, oh. I dreamt, I dreamt. <laughs> but I can't, I can't remember the dream. If, if this pastor had forgotten his dream, could he have prayed for the, test, the woman's daughter to come? No. So, dreams are very important. Not all dreams. Some people, to every dream, they will follow it. It's not the best. In the multitude of dreams, it's what? Foolishness. It's vanity. So, to be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit, one, you must be prayerful. Now, prayer is an exercise of the Spirit. In John 4, Jesus told them, the woman at the world said, God is a spirit and those that worship him must be in the spirit. Must worship him in spirit and in truth. So, if you're going to serve God, if you're going to hear from the Holy Spirit, spirits talk to spirits. And prayer makes you sensitive. Do you get it? Because prayer is an act of the spirit. Do you get it? So, when you do shakabalabaya, lakoli, abazo, katini, abo. You enter the spirit. The same way when you go to a fetish and he wants to, when you go to a fetish, you take courage, then you, then you go, then you cut blood, then you pour, then you, then you dance, then you can't say, ah, you have come because of your husband. Your husband, he doesn't like eating your food. Take this and put it in you. You eat all your food. He entered by cutting blood and pouring those cars, he entered into the spirit. But we in the New Testament, we don't have to cut blood because the blood has been cut already. Do you know what we do to enter the spirit? We just close our eyes. Rokotoko bashekete. Ima, the vision start flowing. Rakotoko. So as I close my eyes, then I'll see in the, in, the, in the realm of the spirit. Then I'll walk to you and say, Sister. God wants to bring your husband home. You don't have to put anything in his food. Pastor is not going to give you anything to go and put in your husband's food. We will do it by prayer. Because we can ask the Holy Spirit to do it for us. 
prayer makes you sensitive. Prayer changes things. The, the realm is called the realm of the spirit. And we are ushered into the realm of the spirit by prayer. So when you pray, it says, for if I pray in the spirit. So as I do shakalabaya, I step into the spirit. And in the spirit, I see all spiritual things. And I can change things. I can cause healings. I can cause deliverance. Yes. Hallelujah. Number two, fasting. Now, fasting because your flesh is too alive. One time, Jesus' disciples, they were trying to cast out a devil. They did everything. The devil won't go. Then when Jesus came, he just says, come out. And the devil goes. They were amazed. He went and said, how did you do this? Uh, you people have not been fasting enough. These kind of demons, except to fasting and prayer, they will not go. Why? Because you are too dead. If God wants to show you, unless you sleep that night, you sleep, sleep, sleep before God can even visit you and tell you something. But you see, the more spiritual you are, the more God can talk to you alive. Like as I'm here, God can speak about anything. I'll pick it up. I can be talking to you and I'll say thank you, Jesus, because as I'm talking to you, I'm hearing from the Holy Spirit. By you, if God even comes and waves hanky, that's whatever you won't see. You have to go to bed, snore, and that's why you wake up with a part of it, forgetting a part of it. Because you eat too much. Don't you know food dominates you? <laughs> you, are, you are eating your destiny away. Monday morning, watch it. Salad, willy, beef. By 11, you are hungry again. Ice king cake, big ice king cake, margarine. By 4 p.m., fried rice and chicken and salad. If you walk to the road and the fried rice man is going, you will be like somebody that your, 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 your body is, you don't know what you are doing to yourself. I told you when I see a vision, I don't prophesy it. I use it in the message. Yes, I know the people I'm talking about. Then in the evening, just, we, just when we all think that it's late, we are going to bed, you pull up a surprise on us. By the time you go and lie down, you are like, <sighs> you open your ears, your nose, your mouth, and you, your eyes. The people, when they sleep, their eyes are open. You think they are looking at you. They will be looking at you. And you. The food has dominated them. Satan will come and dance, huh? you will know. Jesus will come and dance, huh? you will know. When you wake up and they tell you, you are snoring, say, Dai! it's not true. It's not true. Me, how can I snore? Meanwhile, look, you've eaten everything away. Tuesday to the same. Wednesday to the same. Ah! It's not good. Fasting. When you fast, your flesh is tamed. Your spirit is the flesh and the spirit. You starve your flesh, your spirit comes alive. You starve your flesh. That's how some people too can get too spiritual. Because they don't eat. They don't laugh. That one too is not good. Bible says a false balance is an abomination unto the Lord. Some people are always in the spirit. I smell demons. When they enter a place, I suspect this girl. We beg, don't suspect anybody. <laughs> yes, I see God and his angels. You know, some people can be very spiritual. You'll be very intimidated, you know. So every time they are seeing angels, I beg. I mean, if I'm not pre you even you not even know I'm a pastor. When I talk to you, we are just feeling free crap. And because you shouldn't tie all the spirituality. When I entered here, suddenly my eyes open. Hey, we beg. We beg. We beg. Hold on. <laughs> so you don't want to be too spiritual. You don't want to be too carnal. But actually, being too spiritual is not a, a wrong thing. Because that's what the Bible wants us. Okay? Then the next thing. It's obedience. Obedience makes you sharp in the spirit. Hallelujah. Obedience. Now, when I say obedience, the challenge is that, you see, when God tells you something and you do it, you pass, then now he can tell you another thing. But if he tells you something and you don't do it, you don't pass. And because of that, he cannot tell you another thing. There are some people, God will not speak to them. Why? 
because he knows they won't do it. You know, one time, I had a vision before I come to church. And in the vision, I saw <laughs> somebody's private, um, it was a guy, it's like sores on his uh, private part. And I thought the Lord was saying, there's somebody who is coming to the service who has an issue like. And then I thought, oh God, how would I be able to do something, mention a thing like this? Then he says, but there's someone you have to pray for the person. Then I came and I forgot. So one time I was just there and I said, Lord, if it's not of late, you don't really show us things. They say, yes, because the last time when I showed you that thing, you didn't pray about it. The person may have come to church or came to church and went back hoping to get healed by my disobedience. You see? So he said, well, pastor has to be obedient. So now you are praying for me to be obedient because you never know what God will show me. That's the same way you too, you must be obedient. And in obedience, there are different levels of obedience. It's easy and it's difficult. Depending on what you are to obey, number one, it's easy to obey nice and pleasurable things. Hmm? Nice and pleasurable. Like what? Like when you marry, the Bible says, husband, love your wife. It's nice to love. So when you want to have sex with your wife, you say, hey, the Bible says that we should have sex. It's a pleasurable thing. If you're a husband, you use that scripture a lot. Amen. Amen. And if you are not a husband, you have no business. Hmm? Don't be quoting scriptures about husband and wife when you're in a relationship. Do you get it? Don't say he's my head. Meanwhile, he's just your boyfriend. Who told you your boyfriend is your head? Not necessarily. Huh? <laughs> you dare continue. Oh, he's my head. You know, the Bible says, let the man be the head. Has he married you? Don't be silly. Number two, obeying instructions that are reasonable. For instance, Oh, let's go for evangelism. It's a nice thing, not so. So you will obey. Even that one, people will still not obey. But it's, it's all good. Number three, obeying instructions that can be understood. And all these things, Holy Spirit can tell you to do. Oh, yes. Number four, now we are moving into the hard things. Obeying things you don't understand. Hey, don't work. Don't work. The Bible says those who don't provide for their families they are worse than infidels. And am I not? Am I not an evil? No, don't work. The Bible says those who don't work will not eat. Are you causing me to break the scripture? You don't understand it. But you must still obey if you want to be sensitive. Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He won't, he will not talk to you if he knows you will not listen to him. Amen. I learned something. Number what? Obeying things that go against reason. You know, Holy Spirit can tell you to do something that is not reasonable. Huh? Can I give you an example? There was a prophet. Do you know what God told the prophet to do? To marry a prostitute. Yeah. It's not a it's not f- real story. And the prophet will go when he's sitting. W- at the gate of the brutal, he'll be hearing someone sleeping with his wife. Then when he finishes, he'll go for his wife again. No, no, it doesn't make sense. But he'll keep it. Then one day he asks, well, why is it that you are making? He says, I just want you to feel what Israel makes me go through. His name was Hosea. Prophet Hosea. Yeah, you never knew. I'm telling you. Painful and difficult things. Hmm? Painful and difficult thing. Can you imagine Abraham? Huh? Old man like Abraham. Then God says, circumcise your house. What do you mean to circumcise? Do you know what circumcision is? Ah, it's very painful. Now they give you those anesthesia and things, so it's not painful. 16-year-old guy, they are coming to circumcise. I heard a story of how they circumcised some guy. The pastor was saying how. He said they could hear the guy scream from his house. They were like, 
Maybe from here to academics, they could hear him. Painful thing. But still, God said, Abraham, circumcise your house. Hallelujah. So, depend on, you see, God can, t- God can tell you to do very painful things. Give you all your money out. Sit so in conference and say, make sure you sow this amount. Or some of you, God has already started talking to you. But you see, again, some of you, as God is talking to you, you remove your eye. Say, I bind this voice. <laughs> in the name of Jesus, it cannot be God's voice. I, I, I bind you. Don't ever talk to me again. But you'll be the same and say, Holy, holy are you. <laughs> Don't be a hypocrite. I buy, maybe the Holy Spirit say, try and give 5,000 this month, this time. So, God forbid. What do you mean by 5,000? 5,000, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit says, empty your account. You didn't hear. But you know one thing about him, when he speaks and he really wants to do, he will keep speaking and keep speaking and keep speaking. Nobody will tell you to go and give it. Yeah. When God starts speaking in the morning, he will speak until evening. He has a way he talks like that. Praise the Lord. So obedience. Now, what is not the voice of the Holy Ghost? I just want to share this briefly before we enter into the prophetic circumstance is not the voice of the Holy Ghost. Circumstances. Some people take circumstances to be the voice of the Holy Ghost. It is not. Just because all the boys have broken your heart and this guy has showed up and is caring for it doesn't mean he's the one God wants for you. The circumstance is what has led to it, but he's not the right person. Sister, sit up and let's move on. Hmm? circumstance is not the Holy Spirit. As you are walking in town, you are broke, you don't have money, you are hungry, then you are going, then somebody's money has fallen, 50 Ghana has fallen from his pocket as he's trying to buy pure water and it's four. Then you let the guy go and say, oh God, thank you for answering my prayer. It is theft. It's not miracle money. Hey! Hey! Don't come ever stand here and give a testimony of uh, um, I was there and I got miracle money. Nami, me wohona. You got miracle money. Then the person called and said, Oh, Master, me patrona me here transaction. Please send their money to them. It is not miracle money. Miracle money is the one that you've waited. Nothing has happened. You've called me. I got miracle money in 2000. I called my friend. I said, I saw your name. He said, I said, Check your account. I left the money for like two weeks. Nobody called me. Then I said, Bye. By you, your own, you know it's not miracle money. Hmm? As you are in trotro, you are hungry. The father, you are hungry, and someone's tengana has fallen down. It does not mean it's God that is giving you food. Take the person's money, give it back to him. It is not Holy Ghost. Number two, pressure is not the Holy Ghost. Pressure is not what? Sometimes you will feel the pressure. Uh, as the church becomes big, you will see that you will need more people to count money. Then maybe you will be. One time, Bishop Oedipo said they caught people counting money and they built houses. They used to steal money. And you never know when you'll be tested. The day that you see some money and you take it, maybe that money is a test. Yeah. yeah because we, we cannot be confident. One time, somebody can come to church and just put hundred dollars in. Then you, you will counting the money, you just take the hundred dollars. Oh. Then after church, we'll call all the people counting the money and say, where's the hundred dollar? Bishop Dax said they've done it before. Oh, when they check some people have put their money in their bag, their boxer shorts, oh, please. And then as they say, I've, my wife has not eaten. My wife is going to give birth. And then they, it's pressure, but it does not mean that still. It is not the Holy Ghost. Eh? The fact that you're a young lady, you have to pay your school fees and all that. If a guy comes to you huh, and you get to know the guy has a wife, hey, I beg, don't let the pressure of school fees make you go into a relationship with someone's husband. Am I preaching? Or you don't like my preaching? The voice of the flesh is not the Holy Ghost. The voice of what? 
the flesh is not what? The Holy Ghost. That's sometimes, you know, your flesh can speak. Uh The fact that your flesh is telling you, kiss her, kiss her. Because the Bible says, I I kiss you with the kiss of God. It's not the Holy Ghost. A holy kiss. Give them a holy kiss for me. Hey! No. Before we realize, be giving holy milk. And conscience is also not the whole. Conscience may also not be the voice of the Holy Ghost. Because some of us, our conscience are seared. Right now, do you know if, do you know the test of conscience? For instance, if someone says, I'm coming, where are you? Oh, I'm two minutes away. But the truth is, if you are, yesterday we, we were from outreach. I was working with someone. A leader in the church. There's someone who said, where are you? The person said, oh, I'm almost there. I said, shut up, you are not almost there. Tell the person the truth. What is the meaning of I'm almost there? They come and say, praise the Lord! Praise the Lord! We, you, we are tired of your praise the Lord. You are not saying the truth. So, so, do you know why the person can do that? Because the, the conscience over time has become used to, oh, I'll be there soon. Uh, meanwhile, you are 15 minutes away. You are saying, I'll be there soon, soon and 15 minutes. Are you, are you Jesus? Jesus said he's coming soon, but we are still here. Hallelujah. So now you know what is the Holy Spirit. There are higher things, but this is like the basic you need for now. So the next time you feel like doing it, and all everything in you is like, go. I believe in the Holy Spirit. And if you wait on him, sometimes you are not too sure, just spend some time in prayer, a day or two, and be sure. The next time you feel the check, no, no, it is wrong. Don't do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you been blessed? Clap for Jesus. Clap for Jesus. Put your hand on your chest. Be on your feet. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Visit www.christaboundinglove.com and our social media handles at the Christ Abounding Love Church for more audio messages and details on all upcoming conferences. God bless you.